0: Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Preparedness Podcast. This is Morgan, your host with RoguePreparedness.com. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, and even Facebook. If you just search Rogue Preparedness, I should be coming up everywhere. Um, so. Welcome to the very first episode of the preparedness podcast. I am first going to kind of introduce myself and talk a little bit about me and my past a little bit, and, um, then we're going to get into the meat of today's podcast, which I think is a really good topic to start out with and, and something that I talk about a lot. Uh, so first of all, I'm um, Uh, My name is Morgan. As I said earlier, I am a wife and a mother. I am a mother to two daughters, a three-year-old and a seven-month-old at the time of recording this podcast. Um, I am a preparedness advocate. And I've been doing this for the past, uh, 10 or so years, you know, this whole survival and prepping thing. But, you know, I've been doing a lot of this stuff way longer than I ever knew that it was actually called prepping. Like my mom, she would always dehydrate and she'd can and she had garden and she still does most of these things, you know, and she is pretty self-sufficient in herself. So, you know, sometimes she's really inspiring cause, or like, you know, I'm really proud of her because like she lives out in the boonies and so she has like a generator, you know, her whole house is set up to a generator. She has a house generator, which is freaking awesome. And, you know, she's always trying to improve like her preparedness. You know, they have, you know, gas, they live right on a river so they can, you know, still flush their toilets. And if they wanted to, you know, purify the water, if they were, if they ever ran out of water, um, I, I think I'm pretty sure they just run on city water. I don't, I don't do not believe that they have a well, um, Anyway, I kind of got off track there, but uh, so preparedness is always kind of run in the family. You know, we've always gone camping, always outdoor kid. I mean, I was always an outdoor kid. Uh, Me and my friend Kristen, shout out, she's listening. Um, (laughs) We would always run off into the woods and, you know, chase after deer and like, uh, we would track deer tracks and we would, you know do all these little, you know, preparedness survival things. And we would make like little shelters or I would, um, I know I did that a lot, make little shelters in the wild. And I always be trying, you know, I mean, just the outdoors, that was me and my brother and and my friend Kristen and, you know, all my other friends, you know, we were just outdoors, outdoor kids. And, um, that's just what we did. You know, um, we were pretty self-sufficient. You know, my mom taught me really well about how to be situationally aware of my surroundings, how to, you know, not talk to, it's not, I wasn't taught stranger danger, but I was taught, you know, to be very aware of people in general, you know, and to always stand up for myself and to be this strong, independent woman that I am now, you know, but being this strong, independent woman doesn't mean that I don't rely on anybody else. My husband and I are a team, Okay. Um, we work cohesively together in preparedness and every day and with our kids and everything, you know, I think when it comes to preparedness, we are all working together. Okay. We're not uh, a single unit. And, and even those, you know, lone wolves out there, I think that even they, you know we'll eventually need someone or some people you know it's really it's it's very very difficult to be on your own it is it is very difficult can it be done hundred percent but it's very hard very hard uh you know especially when we're talking about like bartering and trading and and figuring out all these um ways to work within the community to get the things that we might need that we may not be able to produce ourselves kind of thing you know um Anyway, I've kind of gone on off a tangent. Anyway, (laughs) that's going to happen a lot. Um, So this is not my first time podcasting. I've been on and off with podcasting for a long, long time. Um, I actually, I started a YouTube channel, Rogue Preparedness. It actually used to be called Armed Rogue, but now I'm Rogue Preparedness. Um, I changed my branding and everything a couple years ago. Um, And... So I started the YouTube channel, Rogue Preparedness in 2015, and, uh, just to share, uh, my preparedness and to help others and to learn and to never stop learning, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I've met some really amazing people in this preparedness community. And I continue to meet amazing people in the bushcraft and survival, all that. I, I think that's all kind of one thing. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, and so when, you know, we're talking about the podcasting, you know, this is kind of my third round with a podcast for rope preparedness. Um, I did a podcast a, a while ago and it was really successful and I was not really successful, but it was pretty successful. A lot of people enjoyed it. Um, and then I had some really cool guests and things, but I had to stop it for numerous, numerous reasons. And then I, um, did a live show with a, um, with the, uh, Prepper Broadcasting Network for the, with them for a short time, a uh, few months. And I had to stop that, uh, for a couple of reasons, but now, um, we are settled into a whole new life. So we used to live um, kind of in the suburbs of a city, and now we are full-time RVers. We bought a motorhome that we drive when we pull a Jeep behind, and um, that that's our home. And so right now, currently, as I'm recording this, we are camp hosts at a uh, park in Texas. And then we're going to be going and moving and traveling and, you know, being Campos elsewhere and just in exploring life. And really our end goal after all of this is to hopefully find a place where we want to buy land to have, you know, all the goodness that a land has to offer, you know, for anybody, you know, we want a little mini farm, we want big gardens, you know, we want, you know, land and space to shoot and to, you know, do whatever we want on, you know? And so, It's a really big deal to us, you know, to get land. I mean, there's only so much land and everybody's buying land. Sure. There is a lot of land for sale, but land is also getting very expensive. So, um, and you know, a lot of people have been having trouble getting land. Um, but anyway, uh, despite that, um, I, I love this full-time RV life so far, but our end goal is to get land. And which is what's really nice is that hopefully when we find land, we'll be able to just, you know, stick the motorhome on it and still live in that on the land while we build. I don't think that we'll be able to afford an already built house on land. So we'd have to build a house or get some sort of, uh you know, mobile home or something on it. I'm, I'm not really sure. But anyway, that's our end goal. But we are loving this RV life so far. Full-time RVing, you know, uh, we just happen to make it work. And it's, it's just going to be a super great opportunity for our kids too, you know. Like I said, I have a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. And this is just the perfect time for them. This is the perfect opportunity. Everything really fell in line for us. So, anyway, uh, I am going to be talking a little bit about full-time RV life and, you know, preparedness and stuff like that. But um, I actually have another channel, a YouTube channel called Rogue on the Road. If you search YouTube, you should come up and, and, and Rogue on the Road should come up. And I also have an Instagram for Rogue on the Road, etc. So, anyway... um So we're pretty excited, you know, about showing our experiences and we're going to be, we're actually setting up our RV to be off grid right now. We have solar panels, we're doing a compost toilet, and then basically the only thing we really have to do is just empty our gray water and, and fill our tank, you know, our water tank, um... We we have an 80-gallon water tank. But, you know, we have ways to purify water and to bring all that in. And we have a brokey and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's not the point of today's show. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole show dedicated to uh, the prepper RV life, essentially. Um, but that's another show. So... Anyway, if you are listening to this and you have not subscribed already, please consider subscribing. And also remember, come visit me at RoguePreparedness.com and I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the uh, good places. Um, Okay, so let's move on to the topic of this podcast. Prepping outside the box. Okay, I think preppers have been in a prepper box and one of the reasons I started Rogue Preparedness was because I just saw so so much of the same thing over and over and over again. And while I think that there's good advice that should be taught over and over and over again, I also think that there's some advice that's just complete BS. There's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of people thinking that, oh, well, this person did it. That's going to be best for me, et etc. et cetera. So I think one of the biggest things that, that will impact a prepper's life is to find their own path and what i mean by that is take the considerations of other more experienced preppers understand that your prepping journey is not their prepping journey okay and um that what they are specifically doing you may not be able to do and that's okay you know why that's okay because you have your own time budget and abilities that you have to be aware of and prep around. You know, you may have your own medical ability, you know, abilities. You may have your own, um, you know, you may have children. You may have um, other things that are keeping you from doing certain things that this other prepper is doing. Well, who cares what this other prepper is doing? You know, they have land. They can go, you know, on 20-day survival challenge experiences. Well, good for them. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we could all, you know, just live? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we did this full-time RV life. Because we want to just live. You know, of course, I, I still work. I, I do um, remote work to help sustain this life. And, um, you know, rope preparedness, I, you know, just putting it out there. It is my business legit, you know, um, but I am here to help people and I am here to, you know, I offer a ton of free advice, but I also, you know, I offer things that people can purchase as well. Um, and there's, listen, there is nothing wrong with making money. And I'm going to have a whole podcast about making money, saving money, all that kind of stuff. Because listen, we live in a society, um where you know we are run by money by this piece of paper and some coins okay and now it's all like digital with credit cards you know bitcoins coming all this stuff anyway um so our our life is run on money okay and there's nothing wrong with wanting money, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money, there's nothing wrong with wanting to save money, and there's nothing wrong with saying, look, I don't have very much money to spend on this, but, but that kind of brings me back to the same point of where preppers are all in this box, like some people, I've had so many people, like I've done a review on something, like a more expensive item on my channel, right, and they're they're like, well, I can't afford that, that's ridiculous, I'm very, very sorry that you can't afford that, Okay, and you know, there's a lot of things I can't afford. I really want a freeze dryer, but that's out of the question. Okay, (laughs) Um, the only reason we can afford some of the things that we can now is because we sold our house and had a a little influx of money. Otherwise we wouldn't have been able to work. Otherwise this lifestyle wouldn't have been able to work and we would have had to work out it on the ways, right? So you make things work, but you know, people get so mad when like they watch a review of something that they can't afford and it's like, look, Nobody is forcing you to buy this thing that this person is reviewing. Literally nobody, okay? (laughs) Um, They're doing a review because they want to do the review for the people who maybe are considering purchasing it, right? And this is especially true for like higher end firearms and things like uh, Colin Noir's uh, firearm. um, It is on the higher price range. Do I think it's too expensive? No. Can I afford it? No. Does that make it too expensive? For me personally, maybe. But I don't think in general it's too expensive. I think that it's priced appropriately. You know, they figured out the price point and they priced it appropriately. I mean, who am I to say that it's too expensive? Okay. Um, And, you know, I can't say that. And neither can anyone else. And I think that's a really big, a big uh, closed mindset that a lot of preppers have. Well, well, that's too expensive. I'm very sorry that you can't afford it. That doesn't necessarily mean it's expensive, you know, and I understand that the prepping community, you know, it has become a lot about gear, you know, it has. Um, but I think gear, you know, gears are tools of the trade. And I think something that's really important for us to remember is that we have the time now to prep, prep the proper gear, prep the proper, um, you know, knowledge and, and skills and things like that now, you know, I mean, that's the whole point of preparedness is to get this stuff ready now. You know, a lot, there's a lot of like YouTubers and preppers and, you know, general people who will tell you that you have to have this in your bug bag and you have to have that. And if you don't know this, then you're not a real prepper, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's basically all it is. It's blah, blah, blah. I have never in my life said you have to have this. Otherwise, you're not a real prepper. I mean, what a thing to say. And I've heard people say it. And it's just trying to scare preppers into getting something that they may or may not need or or may or may not even be able to afford. And it's not right, you know. Um, And one of the things that that kind of bothers me a little bit in this community as well, is that you have to be scared into preparedness. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that you have to be scared in order to get prepared. You know, I, I was never in a situation where I was scared that got me into preparedness. I was a little unprepared, um, but I wasn't like, you know, scared into it or anything. Um, once I got into the prepper world though, I mean, there were a lot of things that were like, oh my gosh, you know, I need this because if I don't, I'm a bad prepper, you know, I mean, there was just so much of that tactic. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of rules also in the prepping and survival and bushcraft world that, that people just take with, you know, they take, they, they look at it so strongly as an actual rule, like the rules of three. And I'm probably going to get a ton of, uh, uh, of unsubscribers here and a ton of people writing in and telling me how I'm wrong with this, but I, I don't think that the rules of three should be rules at all. And I know that they're, I mean, basically rules of three are just pretty catchy. Okay. Um, You know, I I could, I, I, I am going to go into an entire podcast about why the rules of three are complete BS and why, why the situation and the environment dictates your survival, not the rules of three. And I think, you know, the rule, you know, saying the rules of three can actually really hinder people's mindsets. It can really hinder their thought, their thought process when it comes to prepping and survival, because. They think, oh, well, you know, um, when I get into a situation, you know, I need to just remember the rules of three and I'll be fine, but it doesn't apply because let's look at, uh, three days without water in somewhere here, like Texas, um, in the middle of the summer, no, you better believe it's more like a day without water and you're already going to be going downhill. Okay. You know, especially, you know, if you're out in the elements, even if you have shade, you know, the heat, the humidity, everything gets to you. Okay. You know, in the middle of the summer in Arizona, you know, all these places, you cannot possibly say that you could survive that long without, you know, water and food and, you know, shelter and these kinds of things. You know, in in some situations, you know, you would die, you know, without shelter. And in some situations, you'd be totally fine without shelter. And in some situations, we even have to think that, you know, the shelter is everything that you're wearing, the hat on your head, your clothes, your shoes. These are all your shelter options. Okay. You have an umbrella that's shelter right there. Okay. These are part of your shelter. We're not just talking about an actual structure or a tarp or something. We're talking about the clothes and the hat and, you know, the long sleeves and long pants, all these things to shelter you from elements, you know, so those, (laughs) I said I wasn't going to go into it and then I did. Um, Okay, so I am going to go into a whole big thing and I know there's a ton of people that are going to be arguing with me about this and I think... That's totally fine. You know, my opinion is not going to be your opinion. And I think that's where, you know, we can open up our minds a little bit more and listen to others. You know, I thought I used to really hard believe in the rules of three. And then some other people have really changed my mind and have really made me rethink. You know what? The rules of three, I don't think that they're even a guideline. And, you know, people have told me, you're going to teach your kids that. No, I will not. I am going to teach them to think critically about the situation. What do I need first? I'm not going to rely on the fact that, oh boy, I can starve for three three weeks. No, <laughs> I'm going to rely on the fact that we all know we need food. We all know we need water. We all know we need to breathe. We all know we need shelter, okay, from the elements. We all know we need these things, so get them done and don't, you know, bank on the fact of, well, I have three days to survive without water. So I'll just, you know, say, ah, forget that I'm going to go do something else. No, you know, you need these things to survive. You know, you need these things, you know, because humans are fragile beings and we can't survive without these things. Okay. So get them done without thinking about the rules of three. The situation is going to dictate what you do first. But essentially you're going to be doing all of these things in order for you to survive. Um, again, I'm going to go in a whole episode and I really hope you guys are still with me because I'm not trying to just nag on the fact that, you know, the rules of three are bad because fine, you want to use it as a guideline. Cool. I'm not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. Okay. I'm here to give different perspectives. And I think that's the whole point of preparedness. You know, my journey is not your journey, but I really think that as preppers, we need to be more open-minded. We need to, look at somebody's ideas and their suggestions especially if they're brand new you've never heard them before especially if they're coming from different backgrounds especially if they're from you know uh, different genders especially if they're from different age groups we need to be listening to everybody and their thoughts and ideas and from their experiences from everything okay I can't tell you how many people have told me well I've always done it this way well that's great <laughs> you know um just because you've always done it a certain way does not mean that that is the best way and I don't mean to laugh but it's just like hear this stuff so much I cannot tell you I mean I could count on my fingers and toes my husband's fingers and toes and both of my children's fingers and toes and plus some how you know all these people coming to me and telling me well I've done it this way my whole life I don't have to change that's the problem That's the problem with preppers. They don't want to change. They are so stuck in their ways that they can't fathom doing things a different way. And so when they see someone doing something a different way, especially if that different way was successful, they'll come on and tell you, well, that's not how you do it. Really? Because it was successful, just as successful as your way, but it's different. Just because it is different does not mean it is bad. It doesn't mean that, you know, your way is bad either. That's not what it means either. It just means it's different. That's it. And there are just numerous preppers. And I know I keep saying this, but there are, you know, I've been in this game a little bit, a little while now, and I've seen it all at this point where they just, they, they refuse to listen and the only time that they ever have a comment is when they are being negative or when they have something horrible to say, you know, or when they're just trying to be a horrible human being or when they're trying to knock you down and make you look like a fool, even though it's not going to work. Okay. These are the preppers that you really actually want to stay away from really, because these are the preppers who can't bend and change when something doesn't go their way. You have to think about an emergency or disaster situation. Okay. Something has gone wrong because I guarantee in an emergency or disaster, no matter how many plans you have, which I'm a huge advocate for plans. And I'll talk about that in a future episode, but. No matter how much you've planned, something's going to go wrong. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to adjust. And that's why having an open mind is going to help you. That's why having a bendable mind is going to help you because just because you've been there, done that doesn't mean it's going to be the same the next time around. Okay. Oh, you've been through a tornado. Okay. Well, it's probably, it, it will like 99% sure it's not going to be the same the next time around. Because it's just going to be different. The scenario is going to be different. The situation is going to be different. Maybe, you know, you are different. Maybe your situation is different. Your personal situation, right? Maybe you're in a different region. Maybe, I mean, it's just so many variables. There's so many variables that can change how something is looked at and why you would need to change your plans and your mindset and, and the way that things flow. So, Stepping outside of the prepping box is going to help you in so many ways to, to train your mind to adjust to the situation at hand. Okay. It's going to, it's going to train not only your mind, but your physical self. It's going to train everything. It's going to train how positive you react to the situation. It's going to change Um, how you can adapt and overcome. It's going to change how you really see things, how you see the world, how you see this object. Well, how many ways can I use this object? You know, what are the multi-uses of this object? Well, I have the proper gear, so I'm going to use that first. And then if I have to improvise and adapt, I'll do that. You know, all these different mindsets, you know, um, how am I going to tackle this situation without, um Basically, you know, because everything else has gone awry, you know, well, this person said this wasn't going to work. Well, why not? Why isn't isn't it going to work? Test everything for yourself. I mean, truly. Even if somebody says this thing does work, test it. So my challenge to you guys is to really think outside of the prepping box. You know, think outside of the typical prepping and preparedness boxes that we have, that we, all of us preppers have put ourselves in. Okay. I have made it like my life mission to get people out of these, these boxes. Okay. And there's going to be preppers who always resist. But I think that it's really important for us to all think outside of the prepper box, to get back to basics, to learn realistic, you know, everyday preparedness, you know, to not focus so much on doomsday, although, you know, I think that we should talk about extreme scenarios because it really helps with, um, you know, planning and getting our minds prepared for, you know, really extreme scenarios. I do think that's important. Um, But, uh, you know, there's just so much of it that I think it's boggling people down and it's, it's frustrating people to the point to where, you know, people just don't want to prep anymore because, you know, prepping has, is now this doomsday box, you know. Oh, you're a prepper. Oh, you're a doomsday prepper, and I—I'm like seriously, it's my mission to get us out of the doomsday prepper box, basically. <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, I think that's gonna be it for today's podcast. I will be having a podcast once a week. If you would like, um, podcasts more often, please let me know. And I want to do a prepping question of the week at the end of every podcast. And uh, since I haven't um, actually officially asked for any questions for this podcast specifically, I'm just going to take a general question and I'm going to answer it. But I would love to hear specific questions from you guys sent to my email specifically for the podcast. And you can go to, and you can email me at Morgan at roguepreparedness.com with your question for the podcast just put podcast question in the subject line or you can just go to roguepreparedness.com and send me a question through the contact form there uh just click the little contact form link The, the links should all be in the show notes here for everything um even my email will be in the show notes as well And be sure to subscribe and share this. And there's a lot coming to my website. So join my newsletter. You can find that at RoguePreparedness.com. And if you can't find it, just send me a, a message. Okay, real quick. So let's get to the question of the week. Okay, this question was actually asked on my Facebook page and I'm going to omit the name because um, I did not get permission (laughs) if I could say their name on the podcast or not. So, but this was a question on my Facebook page and also if you guys want to ask me questions through Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, totally, that's totally fine. Um... Uh, anyway so this was in regards to important documents what what tips do you have for important documents okay so when it comes to important documents I recommend having them all in one place I use a fireproof document bag it's a fireproof waterproof bag and it also comes with a little mini bag for cash Um, and so we keep all of our documents in one bag we keep things like uh, you know. uh, you know, the birth certificates and, uh, marriage certificates, our passports, our social security cards, insurance information. We also keep important photos. Uh, we keep documentation of all of our stuff. Okay. So including photos of our stuff, we also keep a USB drive, um, which you can get in a little Faraday cage, things like that. And. In this bag, where you so you should store this bag in in a secure spot. If you have a safe, that's a great place to put it. If you don't have a safe, uh, just put it in some sort of hidden away place because these are important documents. But you also want it to be easily accessible for you know during an emergency or disaster because if you have to grab it and go, you want it to be in an easily accessible place. So, you know, you don't want it too hidden away, uh, but you want it maybe, you know, in between some cushions or something. You know, I don't know where you're going to put it, but, you know, put it in maybe in an unsuspecting place because this has a lot of important information, right? So put it in an unsuspecting place in your home um, to where you may not know, you know, to where somebody else may not know where it is. I am actually going to put a link to that fireproof document bag that I have in the show notes. So if you want to click on that. So some people want to keep their important documents in their bug out bag. And that's fine if you want to do that. Um, there's really no wrong way to store your bags. Uh, the biggest tip I have is just to have it in all in one place. Okay, don't have it scattered. And really make sure that you have these things all together, okay? And it's, you know, this fireproof, waterproof bag is... A really good way to go, and they're really affordable for both of those bags, a fifteen by eleven bag and a seven by nine money pouch bag. it's twenty dollars. and right now on Amazon, you can save thirty percent. And no, I'm not sponsored by these people. <laughs> I'm just a huge fan because i just bought them out of a whim, and I've just become a huge fan. So yeah, you know, I haven't even told you the company name. That's how you know I'm not sponsored by them. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you all so much for watching this <laughs> watching. <laughs> That's a good blooper to leave in there. I'm a YouTuber. (laughs) Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Listening with your ears. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all so much for listening to the Preparedness Podcast. Again, you can find me pretty much anywhere on the web. Come to my website at roguepreparedness.com. You can find me at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Just search Rogue Preparedness and you'll find me. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you stuck around and please, please, if you have, if you want to fight me, (laughs) if you want to debate me, if you want to complain, if you want to praise, if you want to ask a question, just send me an email at morgan at roguepreparedness.com. I can take it y'all if you, if you want to, you know, uh, battle with me or uh, about my thoughts and ideas because I am open-minded and if you want to change my mind, please, feel free. Thank y'all so much again for listening. Conquered tomorrow by preparing today. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.